0: Now, as you guys greeted one another, how many of you said, hey, how are you doing? Oh, good. How are you? You can just, it's not a bad thing, but how many of you, yeah, yeah, all of us, right? Oh, yeah, no, I'm good. How are you? Right? It's just like, it's, it isn't a throwaway. I mean, it's just a part of just, I don't know how we greet each other. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Oh, you know, how are things? Oh, yeah, no, they're great. They're great. Or, oh, they're fine. Oh, they're, oh, you know, whatever, right? We have kind of these exchanges that makes sense in this kind of a short period of time right now right we don't have time to get into the, the nitty-gritty the deep aspects of how things truly are going towards right well I had a friend ask me one time how is your soul doing and as soon as he asked that question it was like oh okay like he's he's really he really wants he wants me to go deep he wants me to have some sort of a, a fully fleshed answer beyond pull i some good, from And in that moment, I felt like I appreciated it, but I also felt super uncomfortable, where I was kind of like, my soul's fine, how's yours? Like, why are you, <laughs> right? You know, like, I almost kind of felt like I got my back up against what I I shouldn't have. But it, just, it, there's something, there's something that, uh, I'm, I'm going a little out of scripture, but there, there's something about us being asked to really self-reflect for a moment and really truly ascertain how we're actually doing, how things truly are with our soul, this sometimes can make us feel uncomfortable. And I, not just, I'm not just saying us, meaning you, myself included, all the time. I'm like, uh, and there's lots of reasons maybe for that. Maybe sometimes it's just the person that's asking you, right? And it's like, I don't actually know yeah. you that well. I'm not prepared to share everything that's going on in my life. You know, like right now, we're all probably seeing people that we haven't seen in a long time. They're like, oh, how are you doing? And I'm like, oh, where do I begin, right? As, not just for me, but for all of us, right? Like, where, where do you begin with that, right? Maybe you're in a situation where you're just getting busy or you don't have much time. Like right now is a great example of how are you doing? Well, you don't have time to get into everything. Okay, that's fair, right? Um, maybe the relationship maybe you actually have times in your life where someone's asked you that and you tried to share like an honest authentic answer but they were too busy in their mind and as you're saying all the things that are going on for you you could tell that they just weren't checked in right and and you actually kind of felt maybe a little let down and discouraged from that and see kind of have a bit of a guard when that question's asked I don't know maybe you've actually are a little afraid of reflecting and actually asking yourself how am I doing maybe you do actually know how you're doing but you're afraid to speak it out loud how many of us have had that happen as well right and when we talk about soul or souls there can be lots of explanations that are out there and we can get into the nitty of what it is or isn't or whatever but really it's a word that's used to refer to the essence of our being Our desires, our emotions, our will, our intelligence, everything that makes us us. When my friend asked me how my soul was, he was inviting me not to think about the events that might be happening in my life, although in part sure, or if things were things, if they were good or bad. He wanted more than that, right? He was causing me to think about the results of these various situations, the various relationships and experiences that I've been having in my life, and how those things were affecting and resonating with the very being, my very essence. Many of us have felt our physical, our mental, our emotional capacities stretched over these last 17 months, I'm sure. It's been a difficult season for our soul. And we likely feel, or at least have felt, exhausted at one point or another. Maybe through the entire thing, which is totally fair. We'll all respond in different ways, looking to find some sort of rest in that. And there's a quote from uh, St. Augustine, an old theologian in his book, Confessions, and he writes, You have made us for yourself, O oh Lord, and our heart is restless until rest be. How many of us have felt our souls be a little bit restless as so we're trying to figure out how we can be finding rest in these days? and as we turn to our passage here in psalm 62 we find out what it's like when we find our rest in god or when we come to the moment of realizing truly our soul finds rest in god we can turn to psalm 62 here and we're just going to read verses 1 to 8 of psalm 62. let's read together truly my soul finds rest my salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. Okay. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. Yes, How long will you assault me? Would all of you throw me down? This leaning wall, this tottering fence. Surely they intend to topple me from my lofty places. They take delight in lies. With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in him at all times and pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Amen. Let's Take a quick moment to pray, Father. We thank you that you are here with us. We invite you to speak to our hearts and in our minds in this time, individually and In Jesus' name. One of the first things that I see as I look at the song, we all can see is it, it starts out. I close my Bible, I won't pull it open again, I didn't write it here. But it says the Psalm of David. And so we know that this is written by or at least written about. Uh, David from his perspective, although we can trust that it was written of, of David because that's what it says, and uh, really we can see echoes of a rebellion that we read in Second Samuel here. Uh, rebellion of David's son Absalom. We wanted to in Second Samuel there. Where Absalom tried to overthrow David's throne, and uh, we can see a little bit of how that could be a situation, the situation that David was in when he wrote this song down. Regardless of what it was, it's clear that there was significant stress that David was experiencing, right? It was beyond his ability to cope and handle on his own. People were trying to topple him, to kill him. He's facing lies and hypocrisy from his enemies. And as he begins, he already knows he's cognitive, but maybe he isn't experiencing it his at that point yet. But he knows that our soul finds restiveness in God. Other translations uh, translate the word rest uh, as a phrase like wait in silence, that's the ESV, or wait quietly is the way it's worded in the NLT. And what, what we can see from this is that it isn't a passive type of resting that David is looking for. It isn't like what happened to me yesterday when I got back from Camp Cancel and I threw my bags down on the ground and I went to the couch and I turned on the TV and I drifted in out of sleep and like, how many of us have passed that over the last couple months? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we have to say, it. and it's not bad to do that necessarily sometimes, but that is not what David is saying. The rest is that we find in God. It isn't a passive rest. It's an active type of rest where we intentionally listen to God's commands. We are still and we remember that He is God when we're in the midst of the stress of situations we want ourselves in we take a moment to stop and wait quietly before the Lord. we need him to calm our minds direct our thoughts and carry our burdens and we do this because we know that we can trust him we know that salvation comes from him we know that we can find peace in him and while this salvation yes includes eternal salvation This passage is more referring to salvation in the here and now from the present circumstances. I'm sure in that moment, David would've been like, oh, you know, the idea of eternal salvation, yes, that's great, that's neat, but I wanna be saved from the person that's gonna kill me, right? He wasn't as worried about what's gonna happen after. He wants to be saved here and now. And that is salvation that God provides for us. It isn't just referring to eternal salvation, but it's salvation, it's healing, it's wholeness right now. When we find ourselves in these stressful and challenging circumstances, we often find ourselves, yes, running maybe to do the Netflix, fall asleep, and drift in and out, but we also want to find some sort of victory as well, right? We want to have victory over whatever whatever it is, maybe good or bad, right? Like when I'm running a race, I want to experience victory. It's actually been a long time since i ran a true race, but when I'm just out running, right, I want to experience the victory of making the time that I've set out for myself, not stopping running maybe that's victory for me in that one. but victory it's not just about like winning but it's about the rest and the peace that comes after we've won or experience that victory, right? and in a way we could say rest is true victory when we make the rest we feel like we've accomplished something. when you get off the plane to start up your vacation you're like success yes i can rest when you resolve Conflict between yourself and another person. You feel a sense of rest and of peace. Finding rest in God is finding success. When you resolve a conflict, pardon me, I already said that. It was broken by sin. This close relationship with God that we are intending to have is broken by sin. Yes. But as we draw near to God, we accept His salvation and experience His love and goodness, Our souls, desires, and satisfaction. Our soul finds rest in God primarily because that's the state we were created to be in. State where we're resting in God. The state where we have a relational wholeness and intimacy with Him and with one another. When we find rest in God, that doesn't mean that all of our earthly circumstances are going to be fixed according to what we might want them to be. We trust God's wisdom in the and that's where I really like this picture of the fortress uh, that the NRV states. And even in the, uh, me, in the ASV, it translates fortress as high tower. Similar idea, but as you look at fortress and high tower, you get this picture that we're protected from the battle that might be going on. You might initially think removed from, but it's not really getting at being completely removed from. Just like in our earthly circumstances, we're not completely removed from the implications of what's going on around us. David certainly wasn't completely removed from the implications of the people that were fighting against him and wanting to kill him. But we can trust protection in the midst of those things according to God's wisdom. Doesn't mean he'll fix it all, but we can trust he'll protect us and he'll give us his perspective. I mentioned already that I was out at Camp Council, and on the one night when we were out there, uh, all of the counselors were already back in their cabins. But the program staff, a few of us were like, "We're going to go outside and look at the stars." It was unlike today; it was perfectly clear outside that night. There were no clouds, there was no smoke. We could see everything perfectly. And I didn't know this at the time, but it actually lined up with this yearly meteor shower. You might know the name of this. I don't. Uh, one of my friends out there, he was awesome. He knew all. The Great, but I I saw that night more shooting stars than I probably have ever seen at any other point all together in my life. Really, it was so amazing. As you looked up, you we were I just felt like I was was awe of God's creation. In a way, it made me feel small, thinking of our little ball of dirt maybe rolling, curling through the cosmos. But I also felt incredibly secure knowing that only God could hold all of this together. And if he can hold all of this together, then certainly I can trust him with my life circumstances as well. I can trust him with my life. I can trust that I can rest in him because he has the whole world in his hands, as the song goes. But often I find, and I don't know if, I, I, I hope I'm not the only one that finds myself in this at times. But when I'm in the middle of a top spot, it can be hard to be thinking the way David is here right now. It can be hard to remember I can find rest. My mind is consumed by the challenges I'm facing. I feel like rather than that clear midnight when we were outside where we, we could see the stars and have this perspective, I kind of feel maybe like a day like this, where it's a little cloudy, and smoke, My voice is a little raspy. So things aren't quite right. And maybe after the situation has passed, I may be like, oh man, I should have prayed about this. Or what would have happened if I had actually found a moment to just rest in God and allow Him to reorient my perspective? There's lots of times where I find that. And I know that as as I experience those things, God has more for me But sometimes it can be hard to figure out how to make that happen. How do I develop a rhythm in my life where when those challenges come, I can be like David is here right now. Now, I don't want to put David on too much of a pedestal. He probably was going through this for a long time and then God spoke to him in a way that reminded him, yes, I need to be resting on God. And it's interesting as we look at this passage as as David writes this psalm, we see a number of a number of things here. We see where David kind of his perspective transforms in a little way. You know, at the start, we see he seems to be in a bit of a place of desperation. Truly, my soul finds rest in God. He says in verse one, this he's reminding himself of something, right? Where he's trying to say this. You know, we say this sometimes, right? Like, I know, I, I know. Like, oh, I'm thinking of a little engine that good, right? I think I can. I think I can. You no, know, David isn't focusing on his strength, but he's reminding himself of the truth. I know, I think God can, I think God can anyway. As we go on, in verse 5, he speaks somewhat more confidently. He's speaking to his soul, he's encouraging his soul, saying, Yes, my soul, I'll find rest in God. He's been reminded of this fruit concerning, find courage and strength in this fruit. And then in verse 8, his confidence grows even more as he addresses us, the readers, saying, God word rewarded again, and you find here again. Write a word with him. So I say. Trust in him at all times in Pour out your hearts He starts speaking to us and admonishing us to find rest in God rather than having to be our only on his own for As I was trapping, I was reminded of a verse that I preached on a little over a year ago. Matthew 1128 28-30. And it says this, come to, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest from souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We find rest in the ways of Jesus. Our souls are designed to be resting in God, at peace with Him is His creation, and the ways of Jesus lead us toward that reality. What are some of the ways of Jesus? Loving God and loving others. We know that. Caring for the poor and the marginalized. Accepting those that are deemed unacceptable. Living generously. Being a part of the inbreaking kingdom here on earth, as it is in heaven. And as we take on the ways of Jesus, we begin a journey of finding greater rest in God. We don't figure it all out at once. We know that, right? We also can't possibly expect God to change our hearts on his own without us coming to the table as well. He gives us free will to choose salvation. He gives us free will to come to him daily and ask that we could be more like Christ. He won't force it on us, but when we make that choice, and day by day, take on the yoke of Jesus, we can find ourselves having these aha moments like David, where our perspective changes and our confidence grows, and we're reminded, not just in our mind, but also in our hearts, so we can find rest in God, and actually experience the rest and the peace and the fullness that comes with In this psalm, David remembers the goodness of God. It restores his confidence, but it allows him to maintain a goal of others. How do you find yourself remembering the goodness of God in your life? Perhaps it's regular devotions. Perhaps it's prayer at the dinner table, coming to church every week, whether that's in person or online. It's still the rhythm. We can get busy. The urgent overpowers the important. We get stressed and try to numb with the pain. It can be easy to forget these rhythms sometimes, right? But when we have these rhythms as a signpost of remembrance, we can be like David. We can find the rest of souls pain. We can remember that God is our refuge, even when we might lose our job. We can find rest in God, even when things aren't going well at school. We can remember that He is still our focus, even when we have questions or doubts. How's your soul? Present? Can we find rest in God together? We still have lots to go. We have still have. We still have challenges. We still have a journey ahead of us. It isn't going to be easy. COVID nineteen is still a reality. We still have to figure out how we're going to come back together as a church. I'm excited about that, and I hope everyone else can be excited about that as well. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easy. There's going to be challenges and stress in that. But we need to remember that we can find our rest not in earthly powers, not in Netflix, but in God. And we can trust Him with that. I would ask us, let's trust each other as we do this as well. Let's remind one another of that as well. Let's be still and know that He's God together. But like David does at the end of this passage, let's speak this truth to one another as well. That's what God calls us to. God calls us to be together as a body of Christ in community, to support one another, to encourage one another, to challenge one another sometimes, yes. But to love on one another. So, let's take a moment to pray. In our service, Father, we love you, we thank you, that we can find rest in you. It might sound very easy, it might sound not overly challenging to think of it this way, and yet it's a challenge for live in daily, isn't it? It's a challenge for us to figure out how do we continue to find rest in your life, how to trust you in circumstances. The spirit, I pray that you would be speaking to us there's one thing that we could be doing that would help regularly change our perspective, help us fix our eyes on you, upwards and not being too focused on the problems that are in front of us. We shouldn't ignore the problems in front of us. But as we have a heavenly perspective, we can figure out ways to take on those challenges through surrendering. We love you, Father. We pray these things in Jesus' name.